and welcome to Seasons, A Year of Movies. I'm Emma. I'm Jacob. And we're here to talk about Attack of the Clones, baby! Oh, yeah, finally. <laughs> finally, yes. we're getting into the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, but but seriously, uh, this movie was so fun to watch. Yeah, we did have we had a real good time. Mm-hmm. We had a very good time. Yeah, I've, I've not had this much fun watching any of the Star Wars movies uh, since New Hope. And, like, this is definitely uh, not the best. <laughs> no. Uh, our level of enjoyment does not indicate quality <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but we had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, so great that uh, we ended up talking about it for, like, an hour <laughs> or more, um, having discussions that we should have probably saved for the podcast. Uh, so I promise, you know, we have so many interesting thoughts that, uh, yeah. ha- we have forgotten in the days since. Yeah. Well, we, we've been pretty dealt. We've, we've got a bunch of notes here and I feel like, I mean, recorded by reflection, we've remembered more or less everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's, you know, start as we do with our yikes and likes. Uh, so I can start with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, both come from the same scene, the scene in the nightclub. There's this guy who approaches Obi-Wan to sell him drugs. And, of course, these drugs are called death sticks because um, Because these movies are kind of (laughs) not great. Um, But this guy, like, sells this moment very effectively. He just, like, is in it and he does that little twirl with the little death stick (laughs) and is just, like, plays off of Ian McGregor very nicely. And it's just, like, you know, that, that, like... I'm not saying that moment's, like, great, like, comedic gold or anything, but it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that it's, guy, like, salvages it. It's solid. It. Yeah, it is. It's a funny beat, mm-hmm. and I think it manages to be funny in, in large part to this guy. So, shout-outs to Death Sticks guy. <laughs> um, my yikes uh, is that literally when Obi-Wan and Anakin... Okay, so there's a part where, like, Obi-Wan's, like, sitting at the bar, and he's, like, having a drink or whatever, waiting for the assassin to try and sneak up on him. And Anakin's, like, looking around for, you know, the assassin. And, like, every girl in the club, I swear, (laughs) gives Anakin this, like, you know, come-hither eyes and stuff. And it's like, what the heck, man? Like, I don't get it. Is Anakin, like, super hot? I don't understand. Oh, this movie wants you to think so bad. So bad that Anakin is a viable romantic option. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's one of the... It's one of the things that I think it is the hardest time selling is that anybody would be interested in him. Uh, and not that, I mean, Hayden Christensen's fine. Like, he's, I don't know. He's handsome enough, I guess. I don't. Yeah, nothing against nothing the against, man. Nothing against the man. Yeah. Well, okay, what are your, what is your like? I mean, your yike and your like. My yike, and I mentioned this before in a previous episode. Yeah. Uh, is, gosh. When C-3PO's head, like, gets put on a battle droid, and then, like, a droid's head gets put on his body, and, you know, hijinks ensue. Um, Hijinks. (laughs) Yeah. Shenanigans. And, like, man, it's just, like, there's literally no reason for 3PO to be there uh, when they go to Geonosis. Like, there's no reason for him to get, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe they're, you know, discuss, like, oh, like, you know. Your mom died, and, like, here's your droid that you half-built and whatever. But, like, ah, gosh, it just makes no sense for him to be there. It's not funny. It's, yeah, I don't know. 
again, like, with, especially, like, with the original movies and especially New Hope, like, it's effortlessly funny. And this just right. feels so forced. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, nothing's effortlessly funny. But, like, yeah, I get, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, I don't know if I have any other further thoughts on that scene. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is not... It's not great. Yeah. It, and- I think in a movie that's, like, surprisingly entertaining and, like, engaging throughout, <laughs> like, that's that's a part that, like, f- you feel the drag of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, so many of the action scenes are, like, good and interesting. Um, and, like, the whole factory scene, like, you know, especially with 3PO's parts. And then, yeah, as it continues forward, it's a yeah, drag. It is. Uh, anyway, my like... Uh, actually, you know, there's a fair amount of things in this movie that I like, or at least, uh, enjoyed. <laughs> Again, <laughs> not great. Uh, but one thing that is absolutely perfect and stunning and, and amazing is all of Padme's outfits. Very good outfits. They're, oh, they're so good. Yeah, I think. They're so good. I think you said when we were watching, it's like, man, she just has to change clothes, like, every time she goes outside. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, there is that problem. Uh, or, and did this in Phantom Menace as well with the queen, where it's like, every time, you know, she gets from one ship to a room, you know, and she has to change clothes. And then they're just transferring to a different building. So she changes her clothes and like her whole hair, everything changes. Uh, but you know what? It's worth it (laughs) (laughs) to see so many good looks in a movie. Um, you know, and like when they're trying to force these like horrible things on her, you know, I'm just glad. (laughs) She gets to shine. She gets to look good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She gets to look good yeah. while it's happening. Well, yeah, I guess we can kind of leap off that, which, yeah, this is also something I didn't really expect to say. Uh, I mean, well, no. I, th- I think this movie treats Padme a little bit better than Phantom Menace, maybe? Mm-hmm. Quite, arguably. Mm, yeah. It's debatable. Yes. Um, but also, this is unequivocally a better movie. There's mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's like no... <laughs> There's absolutely no contest. I yeah, I yeah. I don't like when people say Attack of the Clones is the worst Star Wars movie. Like, have they seen Phantom Menace? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's just that like Phantom Menace is less offense- offensive. I guess like there's not in some ways. Well, okay, you know, yeah, right. That, that was poor phrasing on my part. Um, yeah, this movie is significantly less racist <laughs> than Phantom Menace. Yeah. So. Um, it's, here's, I think, I think Phantom, uh, and not Phantom, I think Attack of the Clones is just, like, so extra. It is extremely extra, It's yeah. so extra, and so, like, the bad parts are, like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. holy crap. Um, and, like, it feels just so much more ridiculous than Phantom Menace, yeah. um, but, like, the better parts yeah. are better. Right, well, I also feel like, I mean, I don't really know, um... That's something, that's something that I think, when we sort of talked about with Phantom Menace, is that that movie's kind of cold. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of distant. Mm-hmm. I kind of, like, I mean, and I don't think this, like, I, you know, I was thinking about this, like, why is this movie more emotionally engaging for me when, like, there's, you know, not really an emotional thorough line in it. There's yeah. not really, like, any, like, I mean, I, there, there is. There's a couple, there's bits, there's moments, mm-hmm. um, and there's some stuff with Anakin that kind of works. Sure, yeah. Uh, kind of, <laughs> um, but, but I think this is a movie that's like, um, I don't know. It's, it's more interested in justifying its need for existence mm-hmm. than Phantom Menace is. 
if that makes sense. And so okay. it feels like a movie that like wants to exist. And f- like Phantom Menace feels kind of indifferent to its yeah. own existence. <laughs> yeah. Look, Attack of the Clones just tries so hard. It tries real hard. So hard. Yeah. And maybe it's hard. Right. And that's maybe part of the, you know, the fan service bits mm-hmm. of this movie or the weaker bits yeah. uh, in general. But like it's, you know, it is a movie that like wants to be liked. Mm-hmm. And like occasionally is like very charismatic mm-hmm. um, because of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Well, okay. I guess if we're going to bounce off charismatic, should we talk about Ewan McGregor? Oh. <laughs> All day. <laughs> yeah. Third day. He is so good in this movie. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I mean, I like it's the, so the first chase scene. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, he's so funny in that mm-hmm. and so, like, dry and good. And I, like, the thing is, I, I really like the dynamic between him and Anakin conceptually in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, I like, like that beat, actually, where, like, Anakin's, like, you know, doing the straight downshift and one's, like, hold, like <laughs> yeah. pull up. Anakin's, Anakin's like, like, ah, like ah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, like, <laughs> a good, right, like, a good beat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't quite work, but he, like, it's not because of him. Like, he just yeah. sells the hell out of it. Yeah, that. honestly, like, yeah. He's great in every part, and, like, the movie just doesn't put him with Anakin all that much. No, it doesn't. Uh, because every every scene that they have together is, like, pretty, like, you feel that relationship. It's, like, pretty well established. Yeah. Um, yeah. And stuff, and, like, it's funny. He's always funny. And, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, all the scenes where he's apart from Anakin, which is most of them. Uh, he's, you know, funny with all of those people, too. Yeah, well, I, I really love this moment when he goes to Kamino, like, which is the cloning <laughs> planet, and, like, they're like, oh, we were expecting you, and he's like, uh, okay, and sort of, like, trying to play along, but it's, like, super awkward. Yeah, It's very funny and, so and super good. charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, I like that's why I'm here. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> Which I think has become a meme, but it's just so like, yeah, he's so unconvincing in a way that's like very mm-hmm. endearing and very funny. Yeah. And actually, I think that like stuff Obi-Wan as like science fiction noir detective mm-hmm. is like fun. Oh, yeah. And good. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, this is what I complain about in probably maybe every movie ever, uh, or certainly with a lot of people in Star Wars, is that, yeah, like, He's so charming and funny, and, like, I love him to death, uh, but, like, we also don't learn anything really about him no, in yeah. this movie. Right. And we, like, didn't learn much about him in Phantom Menace. Yeah, well, we, we get, like, you get to know him on sort of a superficial level. Yeah. Like we... It's like you learn the difference between, like, you know, his personality and Anakin's. Right. And, and Yoda's. Yeah. And also I wish like okay, so there's there's a lot of beats with Anakin where he's like real mad at Obi-Wan mm-hmm. for like holding him back and like Yeah, well he's not pres- like we don't get to see his opinion really. I right. mean I guess in a couple I mean, moments. There's a couple I think there's there's a beat I really like mm-hmm. where when Padme falls out of the clone ship at yeah. towards the end mm-hmm. and and like Anakin's like, we have to land the ship. And Obi-Wan's like, no, like, I need you. Mm-hmm. And there's this very like, like, there's this sense of like, the, the, you know, this relationship is like, obviously like a master people relationship, but it's dependent. Yeah. And like, there's, they need each other and mm-hmm. like have to like work together true. in a way that I think is really, but that's like, that's all you really get. Yeah. And Anakin like 
says a couple times like Obi Wan's like a father to me and like I appreciate. Yeah. But you don't really get feel that mm-hmm. in the same way. And I think actually like the you know sort of the Clone Wars cartoon show. But I mean both oh, of them yeah. right does a does a good job of like filling in that gap <laughs> where you actually feel like you yeah. see them struggle together and yeah. become closer. You but know? you know that's hard. Like yeah. it's not in the movies and it's right. it's just like it's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, because I think it would just be like, yeah, I wish these movies, honestly, the prequels were like more about Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, and like we could see more like his reaction to like, you know, what it like what Anakin means to him and like what it means, you know, when he goes to the dark side. And yeah. like, you know, it get you know, we get his like big dramatic speech like in Revenge. Which is real good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, I just I need more. I need that foundation, and I want to, like, see it yeah. with my eyes. No, yeah, I'm curious how that's... Because I think, yeah, like, again, the, the seeds are there. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, mixing metaphors uh, <laughs> with you here. But, like, there there's, like, the... Yeah, there's, like, moments that really work. Um, I like the, the... You know, it's, like, not super, like, a... I don't know. I mean, I don't think should, things should necessarily be judged by how original they are. But it's not like this relationship has been done better in other movies, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's, like, something interesting is there. And yeah, I think that's also part. Uh, it's part of the problem is that um, Anakin is just kind of bad from the get go. <laughs> There's not like I mean, and I'm, yeah, again, I'm curious how like this comes off in Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. and how I'll feel about it. But like basically the whole movie, with a couple exceptions, I was like, man, Anakin sucks. Yeah, and he's like, and not not just in like like in, you know in a, in an actively harmful destructive way like it's not like he's misguided or like he's he's old enough to know better Mm -hmm. right yeah and sort of like yeah the last time we saw him he was like a child right was you know like innocent in all this right Mm -hmm. like knows nothing and then yeah yeah, now we just see him and he's like he's a jerk he's a creep he's He's mega creep genocidal maniac yeah all bad. Yeah. All real bad, yeah. And so, I, I mean, I think, I don't know, like, I guess, like, if the pitch is, you know, that, like, oh, they're still good in him <laughs> as Darth Vader, if that's the, uh, if that's the pitch, like, um, you know, there's not... There's not a lot of redeeming qualities Mm-mm. in him in this movie. Mm-mm. And I'm not sure, like, this is the thing, is I'm not sure how intentional this is. And maybe with this we can sort of get into the the romance. Um, which is some thorny territory for a lot of reasons. Uh, because it's it's kind of, like, it's badly executed creepiness. Mm-hmm. And badly executed, like, cute cutesy romance <laughs> and alternates sometimes drastically between the two mm-hmm. with seemingly like no regard for like what the movie is trying to like get at mm-hmm. it's very yeah mm-hmm. yeah it could be like so because obviously like on some low like the movie wants you to think that they're in love yeah mm-hmm. i think you know that maybe also somewhere Somehow the movie like wants you to think that like oh this is not a good relationship and like right, it's gonna yeah. end badly. Um, well, because like, there's <laughs> sorry we'll we'll get to the <laughs> the arena scene later. But, yeah. Um, um, but like also it's not like clear on that 
And it's, yeah, it's like, this is the thing when we're talking about, like, you know, representation in media. Like, it's okay to show bad relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you don't, like, make it clear, you know, in some way. If you don't, like, commit to the idea that, like, this right. is bad. yeah. And, like, maybe it's, like, fun or, like, interesting or whatever. Or, like, you know, it's right. hard to see it when you're in it. Like. Yeah. Well, it's also just, like, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's kind of weird as well because, like, even if this is, like, I mean, kind of a weird or, or abusive relationship, it's, like, the power dynamic isn't. Yeah. It's kind of. <laughs> they're kind of on even footing on some degree, at least, mm-hmm. like, socially speaking. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's, uh, yeah. And it's also just like, I think, you know, I don't know if this is like the movie or just like Natalie Portman's performance or whatever, Mm -hmm. but like there's scenes where like, she's like, Anakin, you're being basically says like, Anakin, you're being creepy. And like, this makes me uncomfortable. And like, you shouldn't do this, Mm -hmm. you know? Literally, literally the whole movie. She's like, don't, she's like, don't look at me like that. We shouldn't have kissed. We right. can't, like, we can't do this, and I don't want to do this. Right. Uh, and then, like, as they're about to die, she's like, oh, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, actually, I think, like... like so that was, like, a moment of weakness, and then, like, you know, after they, like, live through it, she's like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. But, like, that's not what, that's not what happens. It's no, like, it's no, they're a, in love. Yeah, it's a weird... It's a, yeah, it's certainly a conflicted thing. And it also just doesn't help it. Like, yeah, they don't, they don't have a ton of chemistry. Um, I'm not sure they're given lots of opportunity to. Yeah. Anyway. Although there is, there's this moment though, where like, I mean, right after Anakin uh, advocates <laughs> for fascism, <laughs> um, which, yeah, I mean, yeah, this movie's not subtle, um, but where he says something like, oh, I'm, I'd be much too embarrassed to tease a senator. Mm-hmm. And it's just very, like... Like, sort of, I don't know, I feel like there's this weird, like, low affect that Hayden Christensen puts on in his voice, yeah. like, all the time. And so, like, everything is sort of said in this, like, dreary, like, low monotone. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, like, in this moment, his voice, like, breaks from that. And it's, like, a very genuine smile. Yes. It seems That's like. Good. And her reaction is good to it, too. Because she's yeah. like, ah, is this funny? Or not. Like, <laughs> um, but, right. you know, but then, yeah. you know, she is charmed by that line. Right. Uh, well, and, like, and the thing is, like, we are too. And so we sort of, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, at least for, I was, right? But then it's, of course, you snap back. I'm like, what is this relationship? Yeah, what is? Gosh. All yeah, right. just leave, leave Padme the freak alone. Yeah. She's a lesbian. <laughs> she doesn't want to be with you. And I say this, like, somewhat jokingly because everybody in Star Wars is gay. <laughs> That's just, that's just how canon. I feel. That's just how it is. Yeah. Um, but the, I like, think if you look it up on Wikipedia, that's what it says. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, but, like, for real, there's, like, a couple scenes with, like, her, I don't know if they would still be, like, referred to as handmaidens, like, at this point, since she's, right. like, a queen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Since she's no longer Yeah, we queen. are going to talk about later how good the world-building stuff is in this movie, because I think there's some really good stuff in it. But Padme being an elected queen is really bad. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Anyway, continue. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but then, the, like, there's a moment where she's going to leave with Anakin to go back to Naboo, um, and one of these women who, you know, 
works with her. Her name is Dorme. And they have, like, such a good little scene between them. It's real good, yeah. Yeah, where, like, Dorme, like, cracks a joke and stuff, you know, like, trying to cover up her sadness. And then she, like, starts crying. And she's like, you know, I'm worried. Like, they're worried about each other. And, like, Padme is reassuring. And, like, it's so good. It's the best romance scene in this whole dang movie. (laughs) Uh, By far. Yeah. And, gosh. No, there really isn't. Well, I think it's just such a... Like, I, I don't really know if that scene pays off in either way. I don't think she shows up again. I guess no. you see you see how much the people of Naboo care about her. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it does set up, like, Padme's, like, this, this like, compassionate mm-hmm. person. And this is sort of what I mean by, like, the movie is, like, kinder to her. Mm-hmm. Is that she gets the space to, like, be kind of, like, have her own place in the world. And, yeah. And, like, be, like... You know, at least to some degree, right? Yeah, for sure. She gets, like, so much more of a personality. Uh, Mm -hmm. She gets, like, you know, we get to hear some of her backstory uh, when Anakin's not interrupting her. Oh, yeah. To talk about himself. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, she definitely, like, makes her own choices and, like, goes against, like, other people in the movie. You know, all the dudes who are, like, trying to... She's like, man, I love... Oh, I wish... I'll have to find it in my notes. Uh, there's a good, a good line she has in the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Is it? Um, well, oh, she's... she says, I don't need protection. I need answers. Yeah. Uh, because everybody's just trying to shuttle her off and be like, right. we have to protect you. And like, we'll figure this out and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's important that we just like get you away and keep you from your work. And she's like, no. Right. <laughs> I yeah. need to be here. And like, y'all need to get yeah. your crap together. Right. Uh, figure out stuff you yeah know? what I, I also really like i think one of the the better emotional beats in the movie is when they're like you know padme's like we should go rescue obi-wan and mm-hmm. it's like no we can't like we have to you know i'm like i'm supposed to protect you and she's like well i'm going yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like you can't stop me mm-hmm. so you you better protect me yeah while i go right and that's like yeah, and that's that's also part of what makes the romance like so weird yeah. is that you're kind of like this is not a person, I mean, at least like without, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is the, yeah, because I don't, I don't think like, I don't know. It just feels like Padme would read through Anakin, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and we don't get enough of like this, you know, like we don't see his goodness, whatever is there enough to like be convinced that he yeah. sees that she sees something in him beyond. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know what she sees. I don't in know. Him. I yeah. don't know. I was trying to think. I was like, maybe like this connection is like built up with the stuff with his mom because she like she like you know knew Shmi like when they went back that yeah. time and so she I was like does she like feel this connection because now he's like sad boy Anakin yeah. I don't know but like that's not yeah. how it goes well it's either. also just so like like you know he's like I haven't like every day I've thought about you yeah and stuff and it's just so scary and like weird <laughs> yeah and like like you know and the thing is like I, I feel like you know you could you could make this into like a mostly sweet love story mm-hmm. with maybe some weirdness. Yeah. You know, with very little changes. <laughs> right? For real. Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't I don't yeah, that's what we were talking about. Like what is the movie trying to say? Cause they could have not had that scene where she's like, Don't look at me like that. Right. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I won't and then like totally keeps doing it. Yeah. It's like don't put that in the movie. Right. No, for real. <laughs> if you don't want it to be like 
if you only want it to be like a little weird and mostly nice, right? Don't put, don't include that. Yeah, or I, like I just don't get it. It's yeah. I, I mean, I feel like, I, and there's the possibility that we're just being extremely generous. <laughs> that this this was yeah. just completely you know pure hearted attempt to depict a great cinematic romance. I mean, it does have. A very good John Williams theme. Oh yeah, to go with no, it. No, the music is bomb. Music is real good, um, and but you know it just completely falls flat on its face because none of these people knew how to write this. You know, and that's yeah. that's totally possible. Yeah. The thing is, like, Anik- the thing is though about that is that Anakin's creepiness feels real to me. Oh yeah, like I, you know, I have like I have read books. I mean, like there's just all sorts of things where like I know I don't know if I've met people like that, but like I know mm. the way we sort of yeah. idealize and romanticize that kind of behavior. Yeah, you know, and like I've seen it like I mean in my own thoughts and behaviors and like in that other people, right? So like mm-hmm. that all that stuff feels real enough it, to me. It does that like it. I don't know like whether whatever the movie intended. Yeah. You know, and I feel like people are always uncharitable to these films. Yeah. Um, Weird straight guys hit on lesbians all the time. Yeah. And don't right. listen to and them. Don't listen to them, yeah. Totally. Wow. Yeah, so it's... Yeah. Well, okay, we also got a question about the romance. Yeah. Uh, so, Joseph S., uh, the douche, at the douche on, on Twitter, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, asked us, what do y'all think about the pear scene? <laughs> um, I have, like, one thought about the pear scene. And it's just that, what is a meal where there is only fruit? <laughs> like, there's only fruit on the table, I swear. Like, there's nothing else. And, like, maybe, I don't know, do I people... Mean, yeah, we don't know what a full meal looks like in Star Wars. It's true. I'm sure someone does. Right, there's a lot of goop. There's yeah. a lot of just brown variances Blue. of goop. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I don't know, I just... Anyway, if you have had a meal <laughs> that is entirely made of fruit, please write in... At uh, Seasons Movie Pod on Twitter or Seasons Pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I plug. want to hear about your meal. <laughs> yeah, um, teach us. And we will, yeah, and we will, we will shout you out on the next teach show. Teach us. Jacob is a vegetarian. We're always looking right. for new meals. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've just never, it's, you know, of, of the, you know, I'm a, I'm a cultured person. I've had many different kinds of meals, mm-hmm. many very you know, different vegetarian dishes. Never had a meal entirely consisting of fruit. Yeah, something I never done. Okay. So it's not it's not a balanced breakfast. <laughs> anyway, do you have any thoughts about the pear scene? I do actually. Okay. Um, and it's kind of more the pear scene is so much like all the other romance scenes where it's been like me pulled out of context and memed. Yeah. Uh, in this way, where like everybody knows what you're talking about with the pear scene, right? <laughs> yeah, for real. And like. With all these, like, scenes that have been memed, when they're put back in the context of the movie, they are both, like, not as bad as, like, the memes make it out to be, but also so much worse. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're actually connected to things. Right. Like, yeah, and that's, this scene is not the biggest offender of that. Like, in, like, in the movie, like... It's like, okay, yeah, like, he's trying to just, like, impress her and blow, like, right, that but happens also, in movies, but, like, it's also just yeah weird. Well, I'm also just, the thing is that, that I'm, I'm having all sorts of forced thoughts now, mm. because, so, in that scene, he's like, Obi-Wan would be freaking out right now if he saw oh, this, yeah. and there's sort of, like, this idea that, like, you can't use the force casually, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's, you know, it's sacred, mm-hmm. right? And the thing is that, like, I think, 
some of the interesting things this movie sort of gets at a little bit is that, I mean, Ada, the Jedi don't really understand the Force. Yeah. Like, that sure. they're not reading it right. Um, and B, that, like, maybe that levity, that ability, that expressiveness is actually what's needed. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think there's, like, a mo- like this is a scene that could potentially be, like, a moment when he's, like, using the Force playfully mm-hmm. and for, like, to, like, help others, like, experience joy. Like, it's not just, like, frivolous, you know? Yeah. He's, like, I mean... <laughs> depending on how you read this movie, like, connected to this person. Yeah. Right? And so, um, you know, like, he has this opportunity to use this power in a way that, like, brings him joy and that mm-hmm. isn't just, like, you know, Jedi force things. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, you're making this scene better. <laughs> yeah. No, I did not. I did not anticipate this at all. Uh, just yes. so you know. Like most of our prequel thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, so, I don't know, I, I don't think that scene's, like, especially bad. Yeah. I think the CGI pair is bad. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know, I feel yeah. like, and again, I feel like there'd be better ways, if that's the point mm-hmm. of the scene, yeah. there's better ways to get that across. Uh, I think, yeah, that, that scene is definitely not the worst, um, but it did, it did make me think about, um, yeah. especially the I hate sand part, um, because it's also, like, the similar meme, like, a way bigger meme. Um, and, like, when you pull it out of context, it's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. Right? Um, and, like, when it's in the movie, like, it makes sense in a, like, in a silly way. Right. Because Padme was talking about sand. Right. Well, no, uh, and it's, like. And then, you know, Anakin's a jerk. So right. he, like, interrupts her, yeah. um, but also... And he doesn't know how to talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that scene is, like, not as bad as the meme makes it to be, but it's also so much worse because that's the lead-in to the kiss. Yeah. Like, that's... And it... Oh. It's so weird. It's so weird and so bad. Yeah. No, because I'm thinking about, like... Because, I, I mean, I don't... I don't think Natalie Portman is, like, especially great in this movie, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's because, you know... Uh, I mean, she's real great. She's a good actress. Mm-hmm. Shouts to Annihilation. She's real Hell good in that yeah. movie. Um, but, like, I think, um, you know, like, she's, like, the way she sort of introduces that scene is this, like, whimsical childhood mm-hmm. thing. And then Anakin just, like, stomps all over it. It's, like, so real. You yeah. know? And it's not romantic and it's super awkward. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Also, I just love he's, he's just like kind of like. Oh, God. His creepy hands yeah. just like kind of reaching. It's like yeah. it's very. You, you were talking about this in our previous unrecorded discussion <laughs> um, about how like Anakin keeps talking about how he's like so torn up inside and he like doesn't know what to do about this like forbidden love. But he's not. He's, he's really not, not at all. He's like literally just looking at her all the time like creepily like touching her like just straight up like kisses her and like gets right. mad at her when she's like we shouldn't do this like yeah. he is not I mean, conflicted i mean admittedly like, he does sort of respect her wishes until i mean <laughs> until she's like i love you at the end right but i mean i'm not it's not i'm not saying it's like that i'm not trying to be like he's fine everything's <laughs> fine i'm just you know uh yeah the thing is that especially speaking of someone who's like you know grew up really religious with all sorts of things mm-hmm. like around like your when I've like had experiences where like oh I've done something or like am doing something actively that like 
you know, my church or like whatever doesn't want me to do. Mm-hmm. It's like really scary. Oh. And like, and I'm not saying like not everybody experiences that. Like I'm sure there are people who like don't really buy into it. And so like, you know, go to church or do whatever and like, you know, and are just fine because they're not like have don't have this internal conflict about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, just like someone who's been through those kinds of things, like mm-hmm. there's no way in which Anakin like talking about how torn up he feels like he's like, do, I mean, either he's like being manipulative or something else, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I because it's not that's not a real emotion. Someone who would that's not the he's not acting the way someone who is actually torn up about it would act. Yeah, because yeah, I fully agree like with what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, like the movie, it's like if the movie's wanting me to like feel for Anakin. Because he's, like, put in this difficult position. Like, it's doing a bad job. Yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, again, there's there's a version of this movie where mm-hmm. that would be really affecting. Yeah, for sure. You know? And there's, and there's, um, well, I think, okay, maybe we want to go into the sand people scene. Yeah. Because this is, like, I think so much of the core of this movie. Mm-hmm. The emotional core of it. Yeah. Uh, for better and for worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, Anakin's been having dreams about his mom and goes to visit her and she dies at the hands of, uh, yeah, not like directly, but like basically directly at the hands <laughs> of sand people. Mm-hmm. And he kills the whole village of them. He kills them all. Even even the women and the children. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the first thing I think that's very interesting about this is that um, he's having these dreams, and these dreams are, like, definitely sort of prophetic mm-hmm. or, um, you know, force-driven yeah. in nature, right? Like, they are um, something that, like... And the thing is that, like, what, um, you know, he, like, tells Obi-Wan about him. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan's like, the dreams will pass, like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And, like, even though he, you know, he doesn't know anything about what his mom is doing, doesn't know how, like... You know, and so there's sort of a, I just feel like, yeah, like that's sort of the Jedi solution to this stuff is like, just don't like, you know, attach, like, don't be attached. Like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Right. And it's not fine. It, it is not. In fact, like it, you know, it can be argued that like if Obi-Wan took that seriously and mm-hmm. went with Anakin to find his mom, yeah. you know, like that she would be alive. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot. Yeah. I think that's really strong. Um, and like, you know, that the like think like that's something I've thought about even before watching this movie and found like very emotionally affecting. Mm-hmm. I don't think the execution quite holds up. Yeah, right? I'm just I'm just thinking about it because also we don't see like there's no interaction about that, like after no after she dies. Like Obi-Wan finds out he's on Tatooine and he's like pissed. But right. he's like, why is why is he there? Yeah, and like, that's like that too. could be interesting too. But like, they don't talk about. They it. don't really explore. They don't that. talk yeah. about it at all. And the movies, the movies too invested in having like this like clone fight at the end. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, that's the thing is that yeah, this is this movie especially a Phantom Menace too, but Attack of the Clones especially is a movie that like wants to be a lot of different things all mm-hmm. at once, and like you know gives unequal weight distribution to all those things. Yeah. Right. But I still think that like the the this is the moment, like this arc is what sets up oh, Revenge of the sure. Sith. 
For And, sure. like, him becoming Darth Vader. And I think in a For way sure. that... I don't know. The cynical way of reading this is that, like, oh, like, Anakin's attached to people, <laughs> cares about people, and that's why, like, he falls to the dark side, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's not, it's not, it's his inability to actually be able to help people. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just thinking back to, like, when Qui-Gon's like, we're not here to rescue slaves. Yeah. And, like, yeah, that that led to this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I think it could be interesting... Especially because it's, like, obvious that now, like, all the guilt and pain that he, like, feels about his mom, he now, like, attaches to Padme. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, hugely. And that's why he's, like, I gotta and keep her alive. You know, right. that's what Revenge of the Sith, like, is all about. Um, right. And, it, like, I think that would be more effective if, like, the whole first part of the movie, there was, like, a nice... If, like, slightly weird romance. Right, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And stuff. And then, yeah, that would be just, like, more engaging and more effective and, like, showing, like, yeah, like. Right. Yeah, just the power, like, how painful it is, like, to not be able to help the people that you love. Right. And, like, how yeah. we carry, like, these burdens, you know, like, from one person to the next. That will all be interesting. Yeah. But, like, I don't care. Because, like, right. to me, well, they're not like, in love. I mean, yeah, I'm also just thinking about, like, how, yeah, he doesn't have a place to go with any of this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, again, it's like, I mean, similar to Phantom Menace, it's like, I'm, I mean, like, even more, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it does a lot better, and I think yeah. the questions it's asking a lot more interesting. But it's like, it's still like, I, I can't, like, emotionally engage with this, even yeah. though I can intellectually be like, oh, yeah, you that's kind of interesting. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of messed it up. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, for, for me... Like, the most, like, the biggest missed opportunity, definitely in the scene, and, like, maybe in the movie, oh, yeah. um, is Anakin gives his uh, very poorly written speech yeah. um, about how he killed all the sand people. Um, and then Padme's reaction is, you know, it's to be human is to be angry. Yeah. You know, or, or something. To be angry is Yeah, to be, to be angry is to be human. Um and it's like that would have been so interesting if she'd said that earlier in the movie. Like yeah. if Obi Wan was like giving Anakin a hard time, you know, for like having feelings and right. stuff. And then like Padme is like, oh, like it's okay to be angry sometimes, right? Um, and then she's like faced with this like, you know, unchecked anger, you know, right. that's like this huge yeah. crime and everything. But like said there. It's like the worst. Yeah, timing. well, it's also sort of. I mean, we I talked about this a little bit with New Hope, but you know, a lot of the first section of New Hope is kind of like Western esque, mm-hmm. and then the Sand People are just like Native Americans, right? Yeah. And like this movie, like on one hand, like they're you know on some like it's obviously not good that Anakin did this, yeah, and it's like a cr- extremely bad. Mm-hmm. But it's also they're not given like any sort of yeah. cultural like voice of their own, mm-hmm. and so when like Padme says something like that, it's like it oh, just like you is just so like, yeah, yeah, you like you know, it's hurt some rocks, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like it's so, that's what people do when they get angry, <laughs> right? It's so dehumanizing, mm-hmm. and like you know, and like, isn't clear about, like, the dynamics at, at play. And, like, the coding, it's careless with the coding that it's playing mm-hmm. with. I mean, much like the the Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. Which, sure. honestly, like, man, I don't, yeah. I don't know how to account exactly for the racism of 
Phantom Menace. Maybe there's a possibility it's just inevitability of the kind of tropes that Star Wars deals with. That mm-hmm. it's like about these sort of archetypes, and then you when you lean enough into that, you just whoops, racism. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> but um, but I also think it's like yeah. Anyway, but I'm glad I'm glad at least this movie like does intentionally like keep some of those characters out of the spotlight because it doesn't want oh, to like yeah. indulge those things. Yeah, like which is like a smart thing. Yeah, but it like, still doesn't avoid Jar Jar Watto and the Viceroys are like all in this movie. Uh, but like yeah, they're they're not given a ton of screen time and like it doesn't feel as bad. Yeah, it, it really like, does not. Like some honestly like one of the one of the Viceroys' voice is like toned down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, considerably. <laughs> and I just I feel like maybe, you know, maybe they got some feedback. Yeah. I mean they or definitely I mean I I don't know. Yeah, that's like, well, that's one of the things of the Darth Jar Jar theory is that, oh, they toned down, like, Jar Jar Binks was going to be super important. It's going to mm. be central. And he kind of is because he, like, oh, he, yeah. like, votes oh, that's the so Republic sad. into fascism. Yeah. That's... I think, well, I think that's sort of the thing is that, I mean, I think it's interesting. I don't know if it sends the right political message, right? Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that, like, yeah, like, Jar Jar only meant to do good. Yeah. And was just trying to, like, live up to, like, Padme's legacy, which the movie also sets up as yes. being, like, a big yes, important thing. Yes, that's a good moment. Yeah. And then he's like, I have to do this. I have to, like, vote for this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, present this idea. It's, like, so that the Republic can be saved. And, like, in so doing, dooms it. Yeah. Right? There's, like, I think it, I think it's, like, you know, there's something about, I mean, just think about fascism. That, like, you know, not every person in Nazi Germany was, like, bad, mm-hmm. but they were all, or, like, many of them were complicit yeah. with what was going on, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, what is it? Yeah. So I think that, like, I don't know. Like, it's weird that Jar Jar gets to be the, <laughs> <laughs> the figure for this, but I think there's something interesting there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, there's, like, a lot of, like, really great moments with, like, smaller people. Mm-hmm. I I mean like I ever since I was a kid I really liked this scene in the diner. Yeah. With Dax. It's fun. It's really fun. Well, also I think I mean this is something we we talked about earlier, but I think the the reputation of Star Wars and I think this is you know not unearned, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the you know the movie Star Wars makes the universe huge, and then with every progressive movie it just gets smaller and smaller yeah. and like funnels into itself, right? Yeah. And there's definitely the prequels are definitely guilty of that in some respect with like. C-3PO being literally built by Anakin and, like, yeah. you know, whatever nonsense, right? Also, like, all the stormtroopers are clones of Boba Fett's dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you know, but I think that, like, stuff like this Dax scene, like, do actually a good job of, like, building. Like, I love, you know, he's, like, you don't really know what his deal is yeah. in a good way. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I used to, like, do this other thing and, like, you know, I was, I knew all these cloners and stuff and, like, you know, you don't, he just, like, gets, you like, he indicates this, like, other side of his life mm-hmm. and, like, this, like, deep knowledge that he has and, yeah. like, but it doesn't, you know, you don't really know. And it makes the universe feel big and it also, like, mm-hmm. makes Obi-Wan, that's one of these moments where Obi-Wan gets more of a character, where he gets more, like, of this sort of, he's, you know, knowledgeable and, like, has all these contacts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think another, yeah, like, little scene with a person is a uh, we've taken to calling her sassy librarian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, yeah. Obi Wan goes to the archive and he's looking for you know this planet uh, that ends up being Camino. 
uh, where they're making the clones, uh, but he can't find it. And so he asks the librarian for help, and she's like, oh, like, like if it's not, you know, looks like it's not there. Like, it's not a planet, you know? Because, like, she doesn't know all the shenanigans, you know, presumably, right. uh, that have been going on to, like, hide this planet. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, well, like, I, like, I know it's real. Or, like, surely, you know, it's a mistake or whatever. And she's like, girl, like, did you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's not in the record... It doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, and she's, yeah, she's just like this old lady. And like we, you know, we determined that she's like probably a Jedi, you know, because she, you know, uh, has you know control over this uh, information that only Jedi get access to and stuff. And so like, yeah, it's so interesting to think about like if you're becoming a Jedi and it's like, oh, I want, I want to be, I'm going to be a Jedi. I'm going to do the training. But like, I'm going to be a librarian. I think I think it's more of a calling kind of situation, <laughs> to be yeah. fair. But the thing is, yeah, there's also just, like, people... Like, I yeah. um, I used to... When I was I lived in Germany, I volunteered at a, at a soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I mean, not... A, it, you know, we didn't always serve soup, but, like... Yeah. You know, like, for, for poor folks and homeless people. And it was, like, you know, next to a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And so nuns would come in and, like, help us out, right? Yeah. Sometimes. And there's one nun that's, like, basically this librarian, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And she was, like, super sassy and, like, exact. Mm-hmm. And, like, very, like, funny, but in a very, like, understated sort of... You know, so there's... I don't know. Like, there's... Um, it's like there's more kinds of people in Star Wars. Right. Than just, like, you know, our main heroes. Yeah. Villains and, like... And yeah, you know, she's she's keeping track of like all these planets right. that are out there that like we yeah. can never like even imagine. Right. Well, this the the scale of this movie where it talks about like, you know, millions of systems or however many, oh, right? Oh yeah. is like mind-boggling. Yeah, Dooku's and like I, I can of... get 10,000 more planets <laughs> and it's and like, you're like how many people are in the republic? Yeah, it's really like insane. You know, and the sort of it makes the makes the like minute scale of like the story of Star Wars like kind of interesting and weird. Yeah. But like also there's something like grand about that. And I think there's like I don't know, just all the whole time while we were watching it, mm-hmm. I kept thinking about, like, man, these are all images that, like, have stuck in my mind yeah. since I was, like, a kid. Like, the f- opening sequence where there's, like, the Coruscant, there's the fog, like, the cloud, oh, yeah. you know, the buildings, like, sticking out of the clouds, and, mm-hmm. like, the, you know, rain-drenched Camino. Yeah. It's good. And, like, I'm trying to think, like, what... Um, like, the geonosis, like, sort of this, mm-hmm. like, you know, just all this stuff is, like, things that are, like, stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, if I if I ever write any science fiction, they're going to show up. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not, you know, like, these, these I think there's just, there's some, like, I think we, we've talked about how, like, you know, there's some really, there's some good imagery in, like, um, you know, in, in, in Star Wars and New Hope and, and Empire Strikes Back. And, like, even there's, like, there's a couple one or two <laughs> good moments in uh, Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. uh, right? But I think this movie, like, consistently has evocative and provoking visuals that make you think about a wider universe. Yeah, it's uh, wild what three years of development will do in the uh, the change of CGI. Yeah. No, it looks... It's, it's also, yeah, I mean, it helps a lot that it's just much better looking yeah. than, than mm-hmm. Phantom Menace. Um, no, it, it's a even pretty though, like, movie. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm trying. I'm trying. To, I feel like there were a couple shots where I was like, "Man, this is real good. Mm-hmm. This is a real good shot." You know. Um. Oh yeah. man. Oh. Yeah. What, what are you I'm thinking just. Of? I'm thinking of one of my favorite scenes. Oh yeah. 
Hit me has up. to do with lighting, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get let's get, talk about the lighting. Yeah, there's, there's some there's some good lighting in this movie. Tell mm-hmm. me tell me about Count Dooku and his lighting. Oh I'm yes. That's what you're to, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. So there's a there's a moment when Obi Wan's been captured, and we finally get to meet Count Dooku. You know, up close, and he comes in, um, and like yeah. Like, you don't really know exactly what his deal is, yeah. which, like, we can talk about more. But, like, because of that, um, just, like, the way there's, like, these, they're, like, in this underground cavern, but there's, like, little holes in the ceiling to, like, let light in. And mm-hmm. it, so it happens, like, that the room is alternating between, like, light and shadow. And, like, as he talks to Obi-Wan, like, he'll stand in the light for a few seconds as he, like, you know... It's like telling Obi Wan something, and then he like moves into the shadow. Yeah. I like he, and it's like, oh, it's just real good. Yeah, and it just like, when it's like, well, it sets it up. Adds. He's like such an ambiguous figure mm-hmm. because like there's moments of like almost very genuine sort of sorrow. He's like, oh yeah, it's like I don't want to kill Mace Windu. Like I like him. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like he's nice. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I think and like it's also that scene's so interesting because he just straight up tells Obi Wan mm-hmm. what's going on. Yeah. You know. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Why? We've been talking, we've talked about this a couple times since we watched yeah. the movie. Uh, yeah, damn. it's, I mean, yeah, if, again, if any of you have suggestions, mm-hmm. uh, write right in, because yeah. we'll, we will talk about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, it's just such a weird, because I think it works in the other end, where everyone's just like, no. Oh, yeah. You know, and like even when in the end of the movie when they're like, well, keep a closer eye on the Senate. It's like obviously not enough. You know, like they don't know that like the most powerful (laughs) man in the galaxy is the Sith Lord. Right. And they're so blind to it. And Mm -hmm. so like that, that I think works really well. Yes. I mean, like even though it's like, yeah, again, (laughs) not subtle, (laughs) but it does set up this like big thing, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think in a way that like is, is a is good yeah but it is also like yeah like what's dooku's deal and you know like you learn at the end basically that he's like he was probably the one who deleted the planet in Mm -hmm. the library and basically like set began to set the seeds of like civil war enabling yeah there to be these like competing armies yeah but it's it's just so like why would he tell obi-wan the truth and like why well i mean it's a half truth right yeah Yeah, to be fair um but like the whole he like asks obi-wan to join him, right? And it could be, like, obviously seen... Yeah, that's... A, it's, like, it could be seen as, like, oh, you know... Oh, gosh, I don't know. Because he says, like, join me, and, like, like I know about this whole, like, Sith Lord thing, and, like, if we work together, like, we can defeat the Sith Lord and, like, also sort out, like, you know, the Jedi stuff, because, like, the right. Jedi aren't great yeah. either. Uh, and stuff, and it's, like, is he trying to just, like... Is he trying to like trap Obi Wan? Is he like trying to betray the Emperor? Like, yeah, like, I mean that's possible. I don't know because it's because yeah, you're right. There are a, you know a number of moments where he's like genuinely like concerned or yeah. like sad about like what you know what has right. to happen. But right. it's like what does he what does he want? Yeah, and like I mean, there's I I think like. Yeah, that kind of ambiguity could be really interesting, but, like, there's no payoff for it in 3, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely, I don't know, like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it comes off a little clumsy. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting because, like, and this is something that's always kind of bothered me about, like, the, I mean, not that, you know, I like the Clone Wars adjacent stuff for the most part, 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Dooku is just the straight bad guy in that always. Yeah. Um, which is like not quite what he is in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm. Yeah, I'm okay with not knowing things. Right. Yeah. Uh, but well, we, yeah, there's just be like a reason. Well, we just talked about with know? with Dex or Dax or whatever. Yeah. Like how like not knowing exactly what his deal is mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Like, that's super awesome. Yeah. It's also just oh like. Yeah, Christopher Lee is so good. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah. Now we've, we've talked about this before, but like it, fe- you can feel the like acting caliber of the scene like go up, right? Yeah. When it's right. like from the just, rest of the movie, like yeah, because like, I mean, it's hard. I you know, I really don't know. I mean, it's something we we didn't get into, mm-hmm. uh, but we can now. If we're going to talk about acting. Mm-hmm. Like, is is Hayden Christensen bad? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know either. I mean, he's okay. To be clear, like he's not great. He's not good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, like, there's there's so many like just lines that are real bad. Oh, they're so. They're real bad. I'm trying so to think. There's bad. something that's really funny. Oh, okay. In the very beginning of the movie. Yes, I know exactly what it is. I love yeah. this moment. He's Anakin is talking to Obi Wan about how he's having the dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It no, was so okay. good. Yeah, keep going. Um, keep, you, you could finish it. Oh, man. Yeah, and Jacob, like, looked over at me, like, while Anakin's talking about his mom and was, like, genuinely sad and, like, making this, like, frowny face at me. Um, and then Anakin literally just straight up says, I wish I was dreaming about Padme. Yeah. And Jacob just about died. <laughs> yeah. Man, also, okay, I'm getting, like, going to, oh, Sorry. I just have this very like this because I'm thinking about how much how much of Star Wars movies are about like trying to get women to carry the pain of men. Oof. Like the Last Jedi is a lot oh about that. Oh my gosh! Which yeah. I know you find infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's. I mean, the thing is, like, whatever, like, how it executes on that mm-hmm. is like a different question. Yeah. But like, both Luke and. Mm-hmm. Um, Kylo in that movie are using Rey as a cipher for their own pain, which yeah. like is definitely something that's set up like by uh, you know by this movie, where like <laughs> yeah. Anakin like uses oh, his man. mother and Padme as like yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry yeah. that went to like a much darker place like <laughs> okay. very quickly. It's okay. Yeah. But Moral of the story: It's bad writing. It's not great. Uh, but yeah, but the thing is like that. I don't know. There's again, there's something really interesting there. You know, that's, yeah, it's hard because, like, Padme is, I think the thing is, like, this movie sort of solidified for me. I was like, is Padme a good character? Mm-hmm. And, like, this movie is like, okay, like, it's definitely still weird. Yeah. But, like, yes, she is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at least, like, by the standards, the Star Wars standards, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, I, I like these movies. Mm-hmm. I like these characters. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just. Yeah, we would not talk so long about yeah. all the things we yeah, don't like is, if we didn't love these movies. Yeah, this is setting up to be our longest episode yet, which is, yeah, again, something I would have not have anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, actually, something else I, I really want to talk about, um, again, with the setting and the world building, yeah. which is so we talked a lot about in The Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. how, um, you know, it sort of sets up this, like, interesting, like, nature yeah. versus technology thing that's, mm-hmm. like, on occasion, like, complicated, yeah. right? Um, but mostly sort of like the, you know, the rebel base is like in the city, you know, is I mean, in the snow and hoth yeah. and like, but the Imperials are like distant from that stuff. And mm-hmm. like, you always meet them in like space or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, 
And so this movie very consciously, yeah. I think, messes with that. Particularly since it's sort of like, it's the movie, I think, that matches up with uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Because it, it's sort of like the opposite, where it's like, Empire Strikes Back goes bad and ends sort of on this hopeful note. Mm-hmm. You know, this movie, like, kind of goes okay. And then it's like, the end is just like, I mean, it, at least it's supposed to be this, like, absolutely devastating, like, the Empire is here now. Yeah. Right? Um I don't think it really, like, I think that, okay, to be clear, I think the, at the last moment's actually real good, but yeah. I don't think the movie, like, sells it, right? Yeah. Up, up to that point. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I'm sorry I'm talking so much, but we'll, we'll get to the, so, so, so basically there's these two planets, there's Camino, mm-hmm. right, which is, like, drenched in water. Yeah. It's, like, this water planet, at least as far as we see, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, very inhospitable to, like, the, you know, to normal human beings and stuff. It's raining all the time. And then they're in this, like, very artificial, like, enclosure, this city that's, like, rising above the waves, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they're growing people there. Yeah. Right? These, like, like organic, you know, things. Mm -hmm. Right? And then even, like, the the Camino person is, like, oh, yeah, they're they're much more obedient than droids are. And they, like, you know, so... So these these biological creatures that like are more obedient than droids that act like them, right? Mm-hmm. But that aren't quite the same thing. Yeah, you know. And then you go to Geonosis, right? Mm-hmm. And in Geonosis, not it's like immediately a big contrast because it's completely dry. Yeah. It's like this desert landscape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like the factory, the droid factory is like built yes. into the landscape and integrated with it. It's not mm-hmm. separate, right? And so you have this like. So these artificial beings being made in, like, an architectural place and yeah. like, that resembles a natural landscape that's, like, built into it. Then there's that scene where Anakin and Padme are walking through the hallway and there's, like, all the bug dudes are, like, creeping out on the walls oh, and stuff. Yeah. And you can't, like, for a couple shots, like, briefly, you can't tell mm-hmm. that those are bug people in there. It's yeah. just, like, blends into the wall, right? And so there's this sense of, like... Like, there, there was this duality sort of set up mm-hmm. um, by the movies that's occasionally complicated by, like, the droids or by, like, you know... Um, like some, you know, moments of reliance on technology, right? Mm-hmm. But more or less remains. But I think, like, too explicitly sort of, like, yeah. cuts that out. Where, like, both these factions that are puppets in a much broader scheme mm-hmm. that's, like, real bad, yeah. you know, are both sort of the same but different and, like, mm-hmm. using the same tools, you know? Like, there's not there's not this, like, distinction between the natural and the mechanical the way there is. Yeah, no, it's... Um, it's really interesting. And this yeah. is why I love I love watching these with you. Because, yeah, I, like, didn't notice it yeah. once you mentioned it. It's like, <laughs> like that's that's what, like, this movie's, like, trying to get at. Right. Uh, yeah. That, like, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. Like, for most of the movie, uh, when we see uh, Django Fett, like, you know, he's, like, a bad guy. And he's, like, trying to, like, shoot up Obi-Wan, you know? Right. And stuff. But, like, before we actually meet him, um, you know, one of the Kaminoans is, like, talking about how Jango Fett, you know, who's the original for all these clones, like, asked for a son. Yeah. Who, like, wouldn't be altered, you know, to grow mm-hmm. faster and wouldn't be, you know, uh, made to be more obedient. Right. Um, and, like, and it's just, like, really interesting and... This idea, like, you know, comparing, like, the droids and the clones, like, yeah. how different are they? Right. And because, because like, there's, an, on a number of times in this movie, like, people say things like, oh, like, dro- uh, like, 3PO says to R2, he's like, you, you, like you're thinking 
too much. Like, you know, you got to right, stop thinking yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, humans will say, like, oh, droids can't think at all. Right. right and, like, that's yeah. why the clones are better because, like, they have this, like, capacity to think, but they're still obedient. Right. And, so, and so it's just, yeah, it's just complicated. And I think you're right. Like, the movie totally is showing that they, like, they're clearly different. But, like, yeah. also, they're right. kind of the same. Right. But then also, like, like, this sort of capacity for independence. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and this, you know, who knows, like, how much we can take, like, the Clone Wars series into mm-hmm. this as, like, part of the, you know, the original. But, like, in that, they have personalities. They become yeah. independent from each other. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there's even one episode where, like, one of the clones is a mole. Mm. You know? And so, like, but they all look alike, right? Yeah. And so it's, like, anyway. And, um... Which is, like, real cool and good. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's just, you know, I think there's sort of this sense of, like, yeah, like, the the, the binary is, like, and part of it is, like, we, yeah, we see the person who is a Jedi, mm-hmm. who maintains his Jedi status and is, like, undetected mm-hmm. by the Jedi Order, like, kill, you know, a ton of people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, like, that there's, you know, sort of this, this sense in which, like, in this movie the binaries of Star Wars, like, break a little bit and erode yeah. a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And I think that's, like, super cool. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah, that's a big part, I think, of what makes this movie work better. Also, okay, kind of along with what we are talking about with Jenga, which I think is actually mm-hmm. really good. So I think this movie makes Boba Fett <laughs> way more interesting yes. than he is in any other Star Wars movie and or um, reveals how uninteresting he was in the first place. <laughs> oh, ain't that the truth? Yeah, because, I, I mean, I think this idea, like, you know, I mean, it's very funny that, like, it's like, well, we got to have a Boba Fett guy in here. Mm-hmm. It's like, got to throw in Django, you know, he's a dad. And yeah. he wears the same suit, except it's blue. <laughs> right? But... Like, that he's just a kid. And, like, there's a few mm-hmm. interactions between them that are genuinely endearing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, he just gets smitten by uh, Samuel. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. It's really sad. And it's so, so I, sad. I wrote in my notes, um, I wrote in my notes, a ghost forever emulating his father. Mm-hmm. Right? That it's, like, sort of this idea that, yeah. like, his father died. And so he is just, like, trying to be his father forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and dies doing so. Yeah, it's like and it's, really... like, interesting because he actually, and like, yeah, because they look different because right. they're different ages, but, like, he is a clone of his father. Right, yeah. And so it's, like, he can't, he almost, like, can't escape, like, filling in. Right, and, like, who knows what, what what life did Django want for his son? You know, and yeah. like, this is really in the movie, right? But yeah. it's, like, the thing is, I think what, what this movie is really good at, and I think it's, I mean, like, this is the movie that launched, like, I don't know, people aren't writing a lot of fiction about the, about stuff post Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they're writing stuff about Anakin, Obi-Wan, post fan, mm-hmm. but that's still based on the dynamic that's in this movie. Yeah. The reason this is the movie that made, like, two successful TV shows, mm-hmm. you know, out of it is that, like, it's pretty good at, like, building things and, like, evoking something, like, much more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta watch more clone wars <laughs> yeah yeah we should uh i i definitely want to i really i really like the i mean i haven't watched the 3d ones i like those just fine mm-hmm. but i really like the two-dimensional yeah. cartoons a lot mm-hmm. i think they're i think they're good i think they i think they like you know do what these movies do well and 
do them like better yeah. generally. Yeah, I remember really liking those as a kid. I haven't yeah. watched them in right. a long time. Well, they are like the first the first one especially is like, you know, it's supposed to be like three minute shorts. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's just like nonstop crazy cartoon <laughs> fight scenes. Yeah. Right? Um, but Yo. Yo. Yeah. Yo. What? Speaking of things. Oh, yeah. That I liked as a kid. Oh, yeah. Crazy fight scenes. Right. Okay. Actually, I, I do want to talk about this more generally, though, because mm-hmm. the action scenes in this movie are almost uniformly very good. Yes. I am, though. Agreed. Agreed. I, yeah, again, talked about this before in podcasts. Like, I sometimes mm-hmm. have a hard time with, like, big battle scenes, and there is one of those in here, but it's not very long. It is not very long. It's not very long, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, no, I I had a fun time watching, you know, again, most of these action scenes. Yeah, well, I think also that something something it does a little bit better than Phantom Menace, actually, is that all of them are grounded in, like, the events of the movie. Like, even if they're not, they're not, like, yeah, I don't know. There's, uh, I mean, there are movies like, you know, Mad Max Fury Road or, like, John Wick ground all their action scenes in, like, very clear emotional stakes. Mm -hmm. And so they become, like, a lot more interesting because they're about more than just, like, and I don't think this succeeds at doing that. Like, I don't think it's a, it's a mm-hmm. truly great action movie or anything. Yeah. Um, but like, I do think that the, there's a lot of like good, like setup and payoff. There's some really good character moments. Like mm-hmm. I think like Anakin jumping out of the speeder is good. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, great. Um, some of that stuff I mm-hmm. think like works really well. I think it also sets up like really just clear cause and effect. I mm-hmm. think it's just, yeah. Like I think it's all like pretty effective mm-hmm. and it's also not, it doesn't feel as, you know, I like the pod race in episode one. Like, that's good. But, mm-hmm. like, it feels so kind of extra. It's this weird little, like, yeah. diversion. And, like, none of the action scenes feel like they just come out of nowhere. Yeah, I'd say, like, the factory stuff right, that's, is a little... No, that's true. Yeah. A little extra. Um, but, yeah. yeah. You could go without that scene and the movie mm-hmm. would not be worse for wear for it. Yeah. But, like, what I wanted to really get at is... Uh, the last fight scene. Yeah. Because I was, like, anticipating this the whole time. Because mm-hmm. I saw... This was the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, seven. Uh, and I went and I lost my freaking mind when, like, Yoda pulled out his lightsaber and started flipping around. Yeah. And, like, I remember being in the theater and everybody's, like, screaming and, like, <laughs> cheering and stuff. And I was, like, this is the coolest thing I've yeah. ever seen. Um, as I got older... And again, like, I hadn't watched the prequels very recently, but I was like, oh, like, that's kind of dumb, and, like, that's not what I like, you know, about Star Wars. Like, I like yeah. these, like, emotional, you know, uh, lightsaber battles and stuff. Uh, and then I was, like, so surprised uh, because I'd, like, forgotten, like, before we get to Yoda and Dooku, like, we have Dooku fighting Anakin and Obi-Wan, and it's, like... Super emotional. It's really good. It's really good. Well, there's lots of... There's actually even with to the Yoda Dooku stuff, there's lots of layers of it because, mm-hmm. like, like it's a master and apprentice mm-hmm. fighting someone who is... Like, you know, Dooku trained Qui-Gon, mm-hmm. right? And so there's all this sort of, like, weird legacy stuff. And then Yoda trained Dooku. And so, like, yeah. there's this sort but he was, of, like... Like, that part does not feel as emotional. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. No. And, like, I was just I was just surprised, like, how much... Emo- and because they were still, like, doing flips and, like, the crazy choreography right, and stuff. Yeah. Like, it was still, like, very different than, like, you know, battles in the original. But, like, 
it was not a problem. To me. Right. Like, well, it's also oh. so it's so it's so contained. Like mm-hmm. it's very small. It's just like yeah. that little hanger, mm-hmm. right? And like there's some really good like lighting oh, stuff. The lighting. Like when yeah, like when well, the sort of light cuts out and it's like just Anakin and like there's his, the sparks flying. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's man. really good. It's real good. Yeah. And like I wish I wish sort of like Dooku got a little bit more build up. That there was a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I like I also like Anakin just being like I'm gonna get him. <laughs> you know, like that's good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I think that's a that's an action sequence that like yeah it's, it's like maybe you know again like yeah like the action scene in phantom menace is cool mm-hmm. but like it's not nearly as grounded yeah. as this is right mm-hmm. um yeah no and it was i yeah. was like yeah i just like had forgotten about it or something mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah just like the way that like we yeah. think about these movies especially if you don't watch them very recently you can like create like these things in your head. Yeah. Like definitely. what you remember and what mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. Um and so it was like an awesome surprise. Yeah. To be like, holy crap. Freaking well love also this, like that also after scene. that, like the Sun Sailor mm-hmm. that Duke uses also really like when that sa- I remember as a kid that sailed, I was like, that's the coolest thing. Like there were lots of things <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid. Like the the missiles that Django has that like <laughs> yeah. that like are silent and then explode like <laughs> the sound wave and mm-hmm. stuff. Like I was like, that's the cool that's so cool. And like, yeah, and like, again, like, I think there's some stuff in this movie that's like genuinely really evocative and strong. Mm-hmm. And like that action sequence is, is one of them, like that's where so it gets to be like, yeah. And also, you know, it comes after kind of two emotional beats that make a lot of sense mm-hmm. that like, you know, Anakin's like, I want to rescue Padme. And everyone's like, no, I need you. Mm-hmm. And that both of those things lead directly into the events yeah. of that scene mm-hmm. in, a, in a big way. And so like it. Yeah, it, it like feel it's the you know even though I like all the other actresses in the movie, it's maybe the one that feels really strongly emotionally grounded. Yeah. In what's going on around it's, it. Yeah, bless. Yeah. Also, like the Yoda stuff is like a lot shorter. Yeah. And like, it's fine. One well, I think also it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I I think of, I you know when I think about that Yoda stuff, um, you know. It's interesting how in Empire Strikes Back, like, when Luke's like, I'm looking for a warrior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Yoda's like, mm, you know, like, <laughs> right? He's all grumpy about that. Yeah. Um, but then in this movie, like, he gets to, like, be a warrior. Mm-hmm. Right? And in and in a, lest I forget, in Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I do think that something that's really cool about, about that. Mm-hmm. Um, is that I think it, it framed the Jedi Order very differently than yeah. how they're framed in the original movies that like maybe they didn't understand what they were really supposed to be. Yeah. You know? And the fact that like Yoda is like this great warrior. I think mm-hmm. and the cynical reading of it is that like they just wanted some fan service thing mm-hmm. and like they didn't care about what they had set up in the previous films. And that's, you know, that's like totally could be true, but like I'm just gonna I'm choosing to be generous, yeah, because you know, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, I'm getting more enjoyment out of it. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think that about wraps it up for us, yeah. unless there's something that you yeah. want to talk about. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like we didn't talk enough about Ian McGregor. He's real good. <laughs> I don't know if I, like, that's the thing is, I don't know if I have more to say about you, McGregor, in this movie. Yeah, I just gotta make it clear. Yeah. That he's real good. He's real good. And, and the thing is, like, yeah, every every scene with him in it 
is better for him being in it. Yes. And like, I think, you know, the reason, like, even though I, there's, we talked a lot more about the Anakin stuff mm-hmm. um, because there's probably more to it. Yeah. And it's also like what the movie's most invested in. Yeah. But like the Obi-Wan stuff is like, it's way better. It's way more fun. Way better. Yeah. 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 Um, even though if there's not, yeah, there's not a lot emotionally going on. Mm-hmm. Right. No, man, I would, I would watch the hell out of a Ewan McGregor, like, Obi-Wan solo movie. Yeah. And, like, like, even if it's not great, and even if, like, I hate, you know, whatever concept they go with it. Right. But, like, I didn't see Solo, and, like, I don't want to. hmm But, like, I would, I would watch yeah, Ewan McGregor there, there's come There's enough, back. yeah, there's enough to this character that I feel like, yeah, like, I, you know, the thing is, like, I know who Han Solo was in, mm-hmm. before A New Hope. Yeah. Like, I've seen A New Hope. Like, that's what the <laughs> movie's about him changing you know in a lot of ways like i know who that character was but like i don't like you yeah i feel like i'm yeah we'll see with revenge of the sith because i feel like you do Mm -hmm. get a clearer picture of him in that movie um but it's still like yeah like i'm i want more of this character yeah also we gotta watch clone wars even though it's not not you mcgregor unfortunately Mm -hmm. below his pay grade i suppose (laughs) um oh yeah one thing okay one observation that i want to point out uh, it's with the dreams of the Anakin's mom. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that, like, you know, Obi-Wan doesn't take that as a sign of the Force. He's just like... Mm, yeah. Just like, oh, it'll pass. Like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel like that's, yeah, exact opposite. You yeah. Know, well, maybe, maybe it's because the Jedi's ability to use the Force has been clouded. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's totally possible. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's let's wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We are uh, Seasons, A Year in Movies. Uh, we are supported by the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, hosted there, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com. You can support them on Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Mm-hmm. You can find us at abnormalmapping.com slash seasonsmoviepod. Also, at seasonsmoviepod on Twitter and seasonspod at gmail.com as an email address. <laughs> that was awkwardly phrased. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can send questions mm-hmm. to the Seasons account on Twitter or our Gmail. We will answer questions. We would yeah, like thank more questions. You, thank you, Joseph S. Yeah. For this week's question. Thank you for this week's question. Yeah, we will answer more than one question per week if we get... Yeah, yeah. If, if we get more than one question <laughs> If we get more than week. one question, yeah. Uh, um, right now, this is what we got. Right. Oh, yeah, I want to say real quickly, uh, thank y'all for sticking with us. Uh, it is seasons a year of movies, and we were, you know, wanting to uh, do some, you know, do a different set of movies correspondingly with every single season um our fall season might be a little short as we finish up our summer season uh we had a lot going on uh the past couple months yeah mm-hmm. we got freaking married we got freaking married uh fyi yeah <laughs> uh we are not just two pals talking about star wars we are in fact wed wed yeah <laughs> um so thanks for being patient with us um but we do you know we do plan on continuing this podcast uh, all year round. Yeah. So thanks for thanks for waiting. Yeah. All right, and we'll just close out with our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. No, you said everything we need to say. All right. Thanks for holding holding that. We will get these episodes. We should get them weekly. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, until this is wraps up and then we'll do the fall. Anyway, uh, so I'm Jacob. You can find me at jacob.benfall on Twitter. And you can find things I write at graceinthemachine.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. They're extremely good. Thanks. And I'm not just saying that because we're married. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, I hope all of y'all will go read them and enjoy them. Yeah. I just posted a thing a few days ago about Metro 2033, which is a, a video game I liked and had feelings about. Mm-hmm. So, you know. In this house, we have feelings. In this house, we have lots of feelings. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm Emma. You can find me on Twitter at University of Wales. Is that my handle? This is U of Wales. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because okay, I think on I think on Instagram it's anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. If you want to find me on Instagram, <laughs> that's what it is. On Twitter it's U of Wales, the letter U of Wales, the aquatic mammal. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Thank you so much for listening, y'all, and we'll catch you for Avenger the Sith next time. Oh boy.